Gospel of John has a number of themes that run through it that, that keep repeating. Uh, John is very distinctive in this way in terms of how he emphasizes themes. And one motif that runs through the Gospel of John is the theme of water. Now, some people may think after seeing this that I'm all washed up, that I'm a drip, that I'm all wet. But actually, it's a different kind of water that we're talking about in John's Gospel. In the, in the Gospel of John, John chapter 1, John the Baptist is baptizing people with water, but he says, after me comes one mightier. He's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So we have a contrast. John's baptism is good, but a greater baptism is yet to come. In John chapter 2, you have six water pots set aside for the ceremony of purification. Maybe they would be used for uh, purifying hands. Maybe they're the ceremony of mikvah. Certainly they contain enough for that, although uh, they were not supposed to use uh, water drawn from pots for that. But in any case, they were set aside for the ceremony of purification. To, 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 to use them for something else, uh, pots that were consecrated for a particular purpose would be almost to desecrate them in a sense. And yet Jesus turns the water into wine because he values his friend's honor more than he values the ceremony of ritual purity. John chapter 3, Jesus talks about being born of water and of the Spirit. Well, in this case, there's a, there's a debate about what it means. But uh, the way you can possibly take the Greek is that he's saying, i.e., the water of the Spirit. Jewish people would initiate Gentiles into the faith by, in part, baptizing them in water, immersing them in water. And when they came up out of the water, uh, according to at least the later rabbis, they were said to be as a newborn child. Well, Nicodemus wouldn't think he would need that, Nicodemus, after all, is a, is a teacher of Israel. And yet, Jesus says to him, Nicodemus, you need to be born from above, by which I mean born of the water of the Spirit. And then in chapter 4, you have the Samaritan woman with the water of Jacob's well. And that's a, a, a site that's sacred to the Samaritans. And yet, Jesus offers her a better water, uh, a, a well of water springing up into eternal life within her. And in chapter 5, you have a man at the pool of Bethesda or Bethsatha. There's a variant reading there. And he's been waiting for 38 years for the water to heal him. And the water can't heal him by itself. But Jesus comes and does what that ritual water could not do. In chapter 7, Jesus is speaking to a crowd on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And he talks about water there. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to skip ahead briefly to John chapter 9. John chapter 9, you have the Pool of Siloam, uh, which I'm going to come back to for John chapter 7. The, the Pool of Siloam was used for a number of ritual purposes. But the man was sent there by Jesus and was, was healed. Uh, he's, a, he's a person who's uh, character is very much contrasted with the man in John chapter 5, even though both are healed. John chapter 13, Jesus washes the disciples' feet uh, in a context where he's talking about going to the cross, what it's going to cost him to provide his purification. Now going back to chapter 7, on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, there was a ritual um, that had been followed all the, all the days so far where, where uh, priests would take water from the pool of Siloam and march into the temple 
and they would pour out the water at the base of the altar because they believed that someday on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, when the Messiah would come, the foundation stone of the temple, which was beneath the altar, would split open and rivers of living water would gush out and bring life to the whole earth. The fish in the Dead Sea would revive, the deserts would blossom with the lilies, and so on. It was, a, it was a promise of new life, and it was based on the scripture readings that were given on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, Zechariah 14 and Ezekiel 47, which talked about rivers of water flowing forth from Jerusalem or from the temple. Jesus stands in the last day of the festival, and he says, if anyone thirsts, let that person come to me, and let them drink whoever believes in me. As the scripture has said, from his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's, it's punctuated differently in different translations, but most likely what, it, what it's saying is that Jesus is the foundation stone of God's new temple. And from him flows these, this water of the river of life. That, that's why we can have wells of water springing up within us because these rivers of water flow from him. He says whoever believes in him receives the spirit uh, in, in 739, explaining what he's talking about. The water is, is, is the spirit that he's talking about. In John chapter 19, as Jesus dies on the cross, a soldier pierces his side, and, and from his side flows blood and also water. Now, when the pericardial sac around the heart is pierced, you can have a watery-like substance that comes out, uh, as well as blood. And so that may be uh, partly in view. And yet, the other Gospels didn't care to record this, but John does record it. Why is it significant enough for John to record it after Jesus is already dead? It provides a fitting climax to this theme of water that runs through the gospel. Because he had said that when, when Jesus is glorified, then those who believe in him would receive the Spirit. And so here in John chapter 19, as Jesus is enthroned upon the cross, as he's crowned King of the Jews, now finally, uh, it also says in, in John 19 that he, he gave his Spirit, literally, as uh, a foretaste of what would happen in chapter 20 when he breathes on them like God breathed into Adam the breath of life and said, receive the Spirit. As a foretaste of that, on the cross, he made it available for us to have a relationship with God, to have God's cleansing by the Spirit, to have God's Spirit come and dwell within us. And so this climax is a motif of water that runs all the way through John's Gospel. Again, you may think I'm all washed up, but most of all, I've been washed by, by Jesus Christ, washed by his spirit, and he offers that freely to all who trust in him.